The Film Guide with Sam and Chris, part of the St Albans podcast with Danny Smith. Hello and welcome along to the St Albans Film Guide with me, producer Sam, hosting this week and uh, Chris is otherwise undisposed, no, disposed, what's the phrase? Anyway, it's Danny Smith, he's here. Hello Danny. Indisposed. Indisposed. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not been disposed. That means he'd be like thrown away. He'd be discarded. He's oh, no. now in a, in a in a proverbial waste bin that somewhere. Is, that is not the case. I disposed of Chris. Yeah, that that'll get the police in. You know, looking looking for why you're taking out all those carrier bags and back bags out of the bin at night. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, at least put different parts in different bins. So. You know, because they enjoy a jigsaw. Anyway, mm. this has gone dark very quickly. Very quickly, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in the middle of summer of all of all uh, times of year when it's beautiful. Um, well, it has been rainy and sunny, so you know who who knows what it is while you're listening, dear listener. Um, but hopefully, it's sunny wherever you are. So we are talking about cinema releases, uh, streaming releases, and Danny's picks of movies on free to air television. And as always, we will start with the cinema releases. So out today, Friday the eleventh of August, we have a movie based on a true story, Gran Turismo. Yeah. Um- I must admit, I found the claims of this dubious, but I've not looked into it enough to to find out if I'm right or wrong. Because it's based on a video game, is it not? It's based on people playing video games, I believe. Oh, okay. Rather than the video game itself, yeah. I see what you... Right, Mm. okay. So it's not an adaptation of the video game. No. It's it's about... So so this is basically about um, uh, some video um, game competitions that were sponsored by a particular um, car brand it was nissan yeah and uh and then um the people who were like the winners of this competition they said right well let's actually bung you in real cars and see if you can still do it and mm-hmm. because they they claim that their their simulation their simulators and their their game is so authentic and realistic mm-hmm. that if you can do well on that mm-hmm. you would do well in the real thing and so they take these video gamers and put them behind the wheels of real cars and put them in, you know, and, and make them professional race car drivers. So it's kind of yeah. like, like Rocky, but with, with gasoline, um, you know, because fast, it's like... fastness. Yeah, yeah, because it's taking sort of like the underdog and, mm. and, and then, you know, they've got a sort of a coach, which is David Harbour from Stranger Things. That's right. And he's sort of training them up and Orlando Bloom's in it, you know, oh. looking almost naked without a, a pack of arrows on his back, a quiver of arrows. Oh, but he's in there so and Jerry Halliwell's yeah, in it. I just saw the name there. I was yeah. like, "Oh, Jerry Jerry Halliwell Horner." Jelly. Jelly? Jerry? Jerry. Mm. Yeah. Hello Jerry if you're listening. Yeah, she's in there as well and uh yeah. Um it's basically it's a thin week in the cinema. Is <laughs> is the other way to look at this that, that there's there's some mighty big films that are still around at the moment. So, you know, you've got Barbie, you've got Oppenheimer, you've yeah. got um other the other movies knocking new about. Mutant Ninja Turtles, Danny. Yes, yes. But I'm sure that did well. Yeah, yeah. You really studied that movie, didn't you? I heard last week. You know, I, well, I don't really know anything about it. No. Well, if the trailer can't tell me anything, then that's on them. You know. Yeah. I know from this trailer that David Harbour's character is like, you know, not convinced that yeah, like, he's scrawny, scrawny video game players are not going to be able to you know handle yeah. the g-forces yeah which, you know is probably a fair assessment well yeah because the i mean it's quite feasible i would have thought that most video gamers probably really look a bit more like me than like the healthy young actors that were playing the because mm. most of them you know like on their on their mum's sofa in the basement you know and 
yeah, look like a... Maybe it's an unfair stereotype. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah, and Orlando Bloom, is, he looks like he's some sort of, like, he's the owner or it's his idea and he thinks it'd be great, And um, but he seems like a slightly eccentric millionaire who thinks this is a, a good thing. Okay. Um, and, uh, and yeah, David Harper's the... the, the race Down car like coach Ricky. yeah yeah he's he's the coach he's the mickey in the in the rocky analogy oh, okay but but he you know he's not sure about this he doesn't think they can do it they got what it takes and he'll probably be proven wrong I'm, I, guessing. I'm guessing so yeah um so there you go neil blomkamp is the director of this uh who's done is he the guy who did district 13 I don't know why I'm asking. I just remembered what your movie knowledge is like. I, I sorry, that was uh, you know. I can I can typically tap on the keyboards. If, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. That's fine. Don't um, don't don't put yourself out or anything. Obviously, um, but uh, I'll. Uh, Let me just search my memory banks. Yeah, um, but it, it it's. I'm just looking this up now myself because mm. you know. Why not? If <coughs> yeah. you want to do a, a job done right. Well, yes, starting to, to yourself, you know. starting to realise that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, he, uh, District 9 is what I meant, not District 13. Oh, uh, you're thinking of um, Hunger Games. <laughs> is, that what, uh, is that what that is? That's a, uh, what's her face out of Hunger Games District, yeah. Oh, 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 Catnip. Yeah, Catnip, yeah. Yeah. Katniss, yeah. Katniss, is it? Yeah. I saw a very good film with Jennifer Lawrence in it the other oh, yeah. day. That was, was the, uh, the Odyssey. The No Hard Feelings Yeah, yeah. that's so good. I was really surprised because like, rom-coms aren't really my thing. Yeah. But I saw a trailer for it and the trailer looked really good. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, I'll give it a try. And I went and watched it. And wow. So there you go. Not much of a divergence. No. Um, which was also a Hunger Games. <laughs> was that a Hunger Games thing? Uh, One of them. No. I, d- I think there was another like young adult yeah, fiction thing so, that something, something. Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway, but that film is, uh, is still around. I think it's still available in cinemas as well. Mm. No Hard Feelings. Mm. Very good. Well worth looking out for. Okay. Um, but... Yeah, um, uh, Neil Blomkamp is a South African uh, film director and he did uh, District 9, which was really good. He also did Elysium, which mm-hmm. I have a vague feeling that you and I went to see in the cinema. Quite possibly. Um, where, where it was a ba- great big sort of space station-y thing that was like Earth, but it was like a big like wheel mm. and, and Matt Damon was in it. And yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he also did Chappie, which I think was about a robot. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. That fell sure. in love with Hugh Jackman or something. Oh, was it Hugh Jackman? I, I, I'm making some of this stuff up now. I mean, that is a good movie, if not. Yeah, and it may not have been quite... I think it was Hugh Jackman in it. Was this the one where he taught it out of punch? Or that was... There was one that they turned... It, no. Um, no, probably not. Uh, but it was Hugh Jackman in it. Um, and, and Shalto Copley, who's in a lot of his, his movies. Um, okay. There was one, I'm sure, where there was a, a boxing robot and, and Hugh Jackman was the coach. Oh, you're thinking of the one where it's like based on Rock'em Sock'em robots, right? That's not Chappie. <laughs> no, but it's a robot, isn't it? And, yeah. and Hugh Jackman. I mean, that's... You yeah. know, how many I mean, robot movies did he do? Um, that one... I mean, I guess if you count Iron Man's suit as a robot. No, the one that came alive. Wait, no. Hugh Jackman. He... Do you know which one he is? Yeah, he's Wolverine. Is he that's in? It. Is he in with the guys from Avengers? Or no? No, there, there will be, I'm sure your, your your husband is currently on the phone to uh, you know, good lawyer. No, um, <laughs> yeah, fans of this genre will be very mortified that you you cross those over. Um, what Real they, Steel was the movie. There you go. That that uh, yeah, Hugh Jackman. Um, it, it, he's um, yeah, he's find that he's found this boxing robot that he thinks uh, can be a champion, and he trains it up. Sure, because. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, at least it's original idea, I suppose, rather yeah. than, uh, I assume. Well, yeah. Um, anyway, back to um, Gran Turismo. Mm. Based on a true story, Jelly, mm. ha- J- Jelly Harrywell. <laughs> um, J- Jelly Haribo. Uh, she's in there. Oh, yum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, we just found out her favourite oh, Spice Girl. Kids um, and grown-ups love them, so. Yeah, yeah. What, Spice Girls? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one for everyone, isn't there? Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, Friday the 11th of August is when that comes out. I'm mm. sure it'll be good. Uh, that's Gran Turismo. Also out on um, Friday the 11th and looking just as good is Haunted Mansion. And this is based on a... a true story. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Is, no, this is uh, based on um, the... Is it a, a theme park ride? Um, I would guess so because uh, it's a Disney thing. Yeah, it's something like that, isn't it? it it's... It, it's not an original it, it's based on something else isn't it that's been turned into a movie and I'm now desperately trying to find out a video game is it a video no, game no I don't know <laughs> what, and why have you got a computer in front of you if you're not helping in any way at all to look this stuff up what, I mean you, you've even got um, literally what's quiet, the point of you <laughs> quiet key keyboard right there was an Eddie Murphy movie called The Haunted Mansion I don't know if it's connected to that or not Perhaps you can you can look into what this is based on. I, it I is, have a feeling that there is a Disney. It, it's is it? A, yeah, there's a, found in a book in the Walt Disney Imagineering Information Research Center. There's a picture called the Shipley Lidecker House in Baltimore, which is um, a spooky house. So I think it's based on that, and it's a attraction. Yes. Yeah, that's what that that was the thing. That was yeah. what I was trying to get to. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's been inspired by the well, the Disney World attraction. So there's an attraction at Disney World called Haunted Mansion, and this is uh, the, the movie that uh, is is about it. Um, and and I believe as well is I think it's been done before because I'm pretty sure Eddie Murphy was. Yeah, I saw something about Eddie Murphy. Yes, yeah. yes, he's done it 20 years ago. There was a film adaptation um, w- with Eddie Murphy. And then, the yeah, just 20 short years later, um, they've done it again. Although um, Guillermo del Toro was originally going to make this, and he was going to make it a far darker adaptation. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> which would have been fun. But, but, uh, but yeah, no, he's not involved with, with this one. Um, but uh, this haunted mansion... Uh, has in it uh, I, I saw Danny DeVito in mm. the trailer oh Owen Wilson as well that'd be nice uh, Lakeith Stanfield Tiffany Haddish Rosario Dawson Jamie Lee Curtis Jared Leto no less I mean Jamie Lee Curtis of, of uh, horror stock you know. oh yeah she kn- she knows how to scream a yeah. bit doesn't she yeah yeah so uh, yeah she's she's in it too which which is uh, which is always nice um but uh, but yeah, so it's got a, it's got quite an interesting cast. Uh, the trailer looked sort of fun. This is horror, but aimed at kids. This is a family horror, um, and uh, yeah, so one you can perhaps take the slightly older kids to. Mm. You know, maybe the the youngest ones might find it a bit scary, but maybe your sort of your preteens would possibly love it and, yeah. and enjoy it. And it's supposed to be fun and funny and. Yeah, uh, it is interesting when they started doing a twelve A certificate, which I know is probably like twenty years ago now. Yeah, but like it doesn't actually mean that it's suitable for kids. Let's can we? Yeah. Thirty four years ago, they brought out the twelve A. Are you joking? Anyway. No. In nineteen eighty nine, Batman was the first twelve A movie. Not in nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine, Michael Keaton's Batman was the first twelve A movie in this country. It was actually a twelve initially, and then they adapted it to twelve A. But it was the oh. it, that, that's when that's the. And it, I swear it was within my 
like living memory. Well, that is but, within your lifetime, I'm afraid yeah, to tell you. Yeah, my lifetime, but yeah. not like my memory time. <laughs> That's not really the most reliable source of, of things, is it? Uh, excuse me, Daddy. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you know, what, how you remember something and how it is, you know, or... Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. there is a lot of evidence to say that uh, eyewitness testimony is absolute rubbish. So yeah, yeah, it exactly, is completely. Yeah. You know, so. the, it's the whole Mandela effect where, mm. where, where loads and loads of people swear blind of a thing that never happened. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't take your kids to 12As just because it's called a 12A. Like, watch it first or get information from someone who's seen it. Like, Yeah, so, so 12As as well. I mean, the... the Often, I think they 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 are allowed because this is how the Marvel Cinematic Universe has done it. They're allowed one expletive, mm. one strong expletive, yeah, and it's still a twelve A. So normally, in most of those movies, they have one in there somewhere. But it doesn't mean that the mild peril isn't actually absolutely terrifying to your six year old. You yeah. know, like you, use your judgment. If you think your kids will enjoy a good scary movie that mm. is relatively family friendly and wholesome, then I'm sure this is perfect. If if it's gonna if they're gonna wet themselves and be like up all night for months on end and need need a counselor in the future, I mean that's what happened. To me after i saw the dark knight and that was a 12a right but also you saw that as a grown-up yeah but it doesn't matter it was you, still you're scary an, you're an adult <laughs> you're not blaming your parents for that one yeah i'm like how dare you let me go to the cinema on my own accord yeah because you were in your 20s when that came out oh, probably something like that yeah, yeah. 15 16 yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway all right we'll we'll get into you know the, the other podcast we're doing the counseling with sam yeah. later on but uh but yeah for now uh the haunted mansion or haunted mansion haunted mm. mansion is the movie that uh, we are talking about uh you know a second attempt at bringing a um an attraction to life <clears throat> i mean to be fair Disney, that's how Pirates of the Caribbean started, and Absolutely. those those were quite good films. So I mean, there was a lot of them as well, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, big old franchise. Yeah, uh, so uh, so who, who knows? Take your chances. But again, it's a slim pickings this week for new mm. releases. But uh, but yeah, you've got one that's family ish, and you have got one that's stupid ish. But um, but maybe they're both good. Mm, who knows? Hi, I'm Elspeth Jackman, inviting you to listen to my podcast One to One with Elspeth. Find a local person with a story and I'll be there to draw out all those little details you want to know about. If I'm fascinated, so will you be. Each week I'll be talking to an interesting character who has a tale to tell. And the beauty of it is you can listen whenever you want to. To find the podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for The St Albans Podcast. Alternatively, go to stalbanspodcast.com slash Elspeth. That's One to One with Elspeth, part of the St Albans Podcast in association with the Hearts Advertiser. You never know, you could be my next guest. Okay, Danny, let's have a look at streaming services now, shall we? So on Netflix, uh, out today, both these movies out today, actually. So um, Out the 11th of August, because people may not be listening to this today that we release it. That is true. So on the 11th of August, if that's already passed for you, it's already out. And uh, on Netflix, you can find a movie called Heart of Stone. Yeah, so um, now this is a... We've talked about this in in the past on on the, the film guide, that movies that are released straight to streaming services in some ways feel a little bit like the old straight to dvd or mm-hmm. straight to video if you're old enough <laughs> um but 
that's not always the case these days with streaming films because no. you kind of get some that are that aren't really good enough to go to get a cinematic release and then you get others that that are actually very good and are are purposefully released on the streaming platform and, mm-hmm. and this might be one of those movies because it's got a fairly impressive cast mm-hmm. and it's a big action film uh, an action crime thriller and uh, as you said there it's called Heart of Stone and the premise is that an intelligence operative for a shadowy global peacekeeping agency races to stop a hacker from stealing its most valuable and dangerous weapon. Ooh. Yes, I think I've seen this before too. But <laughs> but the the intelligence operative is um, you know it's it's someone called. Uh, do you know what I've got the film completely confused no no I haven't it's Gal Gadot I was going to say I was starting to think hang on I'm sure it was Gal Gadot so in this listing of cast on IMDB she's not listed first which suddenly threw me yeah fair enough Um, but no Gal Gadot is is the the star of this Uh, and it's her on the poster and she's the only one on the poster Mm. so she is the star star. of this And, uh, and she's very good you know, I don't know if you if you're a fan of hers from things like the, the she's done a like, I don't know she's done about twelve of the Fast and Furious films she's um, um, you know which is only a small number of the ones she was in because you know there's, I think they're up to forty three now on that one <laughs> I think so yeah yes the um, year is twenty thirty three oh, and we're on to Fast and Furious L yeah but it's still all about family yeah yeah um, but uh, but no she and and of course she's been wonderful as Wonder Woman mm. uh, yeah, very very good performance that she's she's um offered up repeatedly on that and most recently as an um a, a sort of an unlisted cameo in uh, the flash oh so okay minus that, that new batman film the yeah. flash yeah um <laughs> batman's not in it quite as much as you would think from the trailers okay unfortunately right because michael keaton is wonderful in that movie Great. um but uh but yeah um okay uh, well yeah i mean i liked her in in wonder woman um i thought the second wonder woman was poorly executed but that's not necessarily her fault no um but yeah like i i could yeah i could i could watch you know she she's proven herself to be a good sort of stunt actor action actor i don't know how many of her actual stunts she does i mean yeah she does the action you know although she was um before being an actor she was she was an an israeli soldier Mm. she was in the military at some point now as to how much she was in it you know who knows but she was in it so you know whether she was actually like a sort of a a special forces agent beforehand I I suspect not I think I think it's one of it's a a country that everyone has to yeah there might be an element of national service that they all have to do for a little while but I'm assuming you have to be you know relatively fit at some point during that service Mm. you would think but maybe not maybe they allow for different types of but I do uh, think as, roles. A, as an actor she has so much more that she seems to offer than just the traditional you know um, female actor that just looks good she mm. because she see, you know she has she has depth and range and 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 she's very adept at the action scenes and she can act and yeah. so, so so she has all of that going on um, and and this isn't this is this is far from unfamiliar territory for her. She did a film for um, Netflix last year or the year before called Red Notice with Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne the Rock Johnson, mm. and and I believe there's a sequel to that coming out, oh. um, which would be something to uh, behold, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, but yeah, she's um, she, she was also she keeps cropping up as Wonder Woman in, in DC movies because mm-hmm. she was also in the recent Shazam movie again as a. A, a, a sort of a, an unlisted cameo role. Oh, okay. Um, so cool. she, because she's the, the whole DC film universe thing mm. is all gone a bit 
bit sideways and they sacked poor old Henry Cavill as Superman. But they've kept, they? yeah, yeah, yeah. They kicked him out. They've gone someone younger. He's not even that old. Um, yeah, but, he's like twenty eight, isn't he? I don't know. No, I think I he's near forty, but you know, it's not that old. No. Um, but no, they kicked him out, which is a real, real crying shame. But um, Gal Gadot is still in. Okay. They've not kicked her out, and also Jason Momoa is still mm. in, uh, and possibly seventy-two-year-old Michael Keaton is still in. He's coming back as Batman. <laughs> because he he really was good in this and you know you, you're fairly confident it's not him doing all the punching and the kicking and stuff but you don't really care yeah it doesn't matter does no, it as long know. as it looks good why not if Indiana Jones can, can be 18 doing what he's doing why mm. can't Batman be 17 oh yeah. yeah I mean Batman's gonna get old at some point so well there is a, there is an iteration of the story where he was um, and it was um, I think it was called Batman Beyond and, and he was now you know a man of advancing years and there was a younger Batman that he was advising so his role was a little bit more he was back in the Batcave like on the radio rather than running around and doing his knees in fair enough you yeah. know know your limits it's yeah. important and there's rumours of making a movie of, of that version and having Michael Keaton as the older Batman ah. but uh, cool yeah anyways um wow so that yeah so that's a, a punchy kicky film if you're uh, Max you might want to watch that yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh he he might enjoy that one uh heart of stone is is the movie that's out on netflix on the 11th of august uh and uh also oh, jamie dornan is also in that who uh is quite a quite an intense young um uh, irish actor he was he played the serial killer in the fall the thing with gillian anderson on tv and uh he was also in the 50 shades films so you know, oh, okay. kind of everything um, I mean, I've not seen either of those, but yeah. I've seen a movie called Fall, which is on Netflix, which is a definitely no, a different no. thing. The TV series The Fall is very good. Well, if Gillian Jill- Anderson's in it, then obviously. it's kind of Line of Duty esque in mm-hmm. its in its sort of darkness and its um, plotting and what have you. And it was a similar sort of premise in a way. It was a you know about policing, but in Northern Ireland. Oh gosh, okay. it, yeah, yeah, quite <laughs> yeah. tough. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay. Uh, other film out uh, mm. as an original movie on, on streaming platforms we have on Prime Video out on the 11th of August uh, Red, White and Royal Blue uh, so this is based on the um, the fame I was no, going to say a true story no. well it's based on the Casey McQuiston novel of the same name uh-huh. this story focuses on Alex Claremont Diaz the first son of the President of the United States and his rivalry with the young Prince Henry oh yeah that's not close to the line is it (laughs) (laughs) who could they be who could they be uh, referring to I have no idea no idea Um, but yeah so you've got um, uh, and it says here as well that after causing a major uproar at the older Prince's brother's wedding Mm. the two are forced to avoid a national incident by upplaying their non-existent friendship with a goodwill visit to the UK their rivalry soon turns into a forced friendship and then blossoms into something even more. The two try to keep their relationship a secret despite their highly public lives amid uh, the, his mother's re-election campaign as the first female president. Okay, wow. This actually got more interesting than I thought it was going, honestly. Yeah. Now, reading some of the stuff about this movie, they are very much trying to play down the fact that this is that 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 at the heart of this is a gay romance. Right. I mean, it's right there. But it. But it's. But it's. <laughs> and if you see the if you see the poster, uh-huh. it's right there. Okay. Where, where they're both just like sort of lying on a on a floating thing in a lake somewhere, wearing just their swim shorts and in a very close embrace with one another. It, it's right there. Okay. But but I guess sensitivities in certain countries about about um, you know homosexual relationships and mm, such that get over it. That that prime. <laughs> well, quite. But. But, you know, they're, they're trying to play it down a bit. Except it's it just seems like if that's the whole, like, 
main crux of the yeah. movie is that these two very unlikely people fall in love and, uh-huh. and start embark on a relationship. There's no real getting away from it. No. So why would you? Because um, there was another description that they've officially put out, which just says, when the feud between the son of the American president and Britain's prince threatens to drive a wedge in US-British relations, the two are forced into a staged truce that sparks something deeper. Which, you know, could just be like a friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like they like going bowling together. Or the opposite. It, you know that they actually are going to you know destroy each other's countries when they get a chance to mm, when when they're true. you know that that it's gone the other way um but uh wow wow okay yeah so um i mean I, i'm not a fan of any like royal i don't watch the the queen or the whatever it's called the, the crown the crown or any of that stuff cuz i'm not interested but I'm interested in this. <laughs> right, okay. I mean, I was interested looking down the, the cast list. Uh, there, there are a couple of people in there that, that, that are sort of recognisable. But I was looking at the character names, which I found mm. quite funny. So there is a Prince Philip in this, although he's played by a, a, a far younger ma- man. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Princess Martha, Prince Henry. Mm. Um, we've got a Princess Beatrice. Well, that was a bit on the nose. Um, yeah, uh, but, uh, but... Okay. Yeah, and, and also... Now, Fair use, I guess. <laughs> I get, the thing is as well is so there's not only is there a female president mm-hmm. but the prime minister the UK is female in this as well okay which I don't know if, if I'm going to get shot for saying this but it, it feels like they're being somewhat it's somewhat contrived with all, all of this because it to, I don't know and, and I wonder if that then in turn belittles what they're Trying, trying to, to trying to do because a female you know America's never had a female president and that would be a momentous occasion yeah. and to make it somewhat a bit more like oh yeah 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 you know it's just normal you know Britain's had three female prime ministers two of which in the last five years one of which only lasted you know about as long as what was it the, the, the letters wasn't it it was as long as I've had a cold Danny that's yeah. how long yeah. A few days, wasn't it? I actually had friends of mine that were out in the country on a holiday, and they were actually out in the country for the whole time of her premiership. Wow! Because they, they went they went for, for six weeks. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she was she was gone. That is, but but quite I, a story. I don't know if that sort of I don't know in some way again just by oh you know like just having this world where oh you know female prime ministers and female presidents is is not and uncommon. Yet a gay relationship is still frowned upon. Like you'd think if we've moved forward a little enough that like those are accepted and, and yeah. people are like not caring that much about which they shouldn't in the first place obviously but like i don't know yeah it is i don't know yeah so anyway who knows as to how this movie is going to be this movie is not getting a simultaneous cinematic release unlike uh, the other one we just mentioned mm-hmm. the um the, the heart the, of stone yeah heart of stone which so is so they're not hoping for an oscar for this no film. no so make your own mind up on this one but but yeah this is a this is in fact these two films this week are probably the two examples of the different types of mm-hmm. you know um straight to streaming releases that you might get but uh but anyway if 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 a if a romantic comedy involving um fictitious offspring of fictitious heads of states is a thing then uh yeah it's certainly playing to several different types of audience and trying to sort of interwe- interweave those things so yeah why not um and you've got I was, I was trying to look to see if there's any names that are recognizable in any way whatsoever and Amy Thurman's on there yeah she's a long way down the cast list on uh, here so okay. whether that's um yeah because she's not li- she's not first listed by no, any means she's not playing princess 
Bridget or whatever it was. Um, no, there's no no recognisable name. Is I mean, who who knows what part she is? But uh, she's not the UK Prime Minister because that's somebody called Sharon Clark. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Uma Thurman's is is in there. Uh, an actor, uh, Sarah Shahi, who I've recognised her name from. Um, uh, what did I? Oh, there's a TV series that was on called Person of Interest. Oh yeah, and she was in that uh, on a on a sort of a semi regular basis. Okay, um, but uh, I, she was in a movie I watched very recently, and I'm trying to think now what. It, oh, Black Adam. She was in Black Adam. The, the, which is the Dwayne the Rock Johnson That's superhero, the superhero thing. one? Yeah. yeah, no, I didn't see that one. So no, I don't know her. Sorry. No, um, but that yeah, that's probably as as big a film as she's ever been in, and that's and and she's more recognisable than most of the other cast, mm. which perhaps also tells you something about the movie. Well, maybe. I mean, everyone's got to start somewhere, though, haven't they? These could all be big names in a few years. Yeah. Do you want to put any money on that? Yeah. Why not Fiverr? <laughs> <laughs> I can't take your money that easily. <laughs> it wouldn't feel right. Because that's not even gambling. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, uh, Red, White and Royal Blue is mm. uh, out on Prime Video on the 11th of August. So if you're looking for something to watch on a streaming service, go to the Netflix one. <laughs> the Film Guide with Sam and Chris. Part of the St Albans podcast with Danny Smith. And finally, Danny, we're going to have a look at your pick on free-to-air televisions televisions your films on free to air tv yep and um we've got we've got a few movies to get through so let's get started shall we uh so tonight friday the 11th of august at 12 20 p.m so lunchtime <laughs> yeah lunchtime tonight <laughs> i was looking at it i was like when's tonight yeah no okay so lunchtime uh it is a film on five action from 1971 it's called support your local gunfighter yeah, um, the premise is a slick con man tries to pass his dim-witted sidekick off as a notorious gunslinger as a way of profiting from a dispute between rival companies in a small mining town. This is a comedy western starring James Garner, uh, and it is the... Um, it, it's not a sequel as such, um, but this is the second movie. There, there was a first movie from, a, from I think, two years before mm. called Support Your Local Sheriff. Okay. And it featured largely the same cast and the same director and the same writers, um, but they all played... In this movie, they're playing slightly different characters, but, but okay. it, it's, in essence... A, so, a f- yeah, so not a sequel because it's not the same... It's not like a follow-on. So they're it's not more playing like, the same characters. It's more like maybe... Uh, carry on films or something like that yeah yeah sam had that revelation just before we started recording and tried to make that sound natural but your pause was too long there. it was because i'd yeah. forgotten what i was saying <laughs> what is it carry on you forgot your revelation oh no but yes you could compare it like that although they only made two of these movies but it was oh. it was something like that um but and if anything support your local sheriff was 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 a lot lot better um although this is quite good hence why i recommended it but okay. um, but su- support your local sheriff okay maybe this is different then support your local serpent local poet yeah no they're, no, they're, they're not different part, no they just made two <laughs> so, so back in the back in the so the first movie came out i think around about late 60s support 69 your, it was 69 yeah. okay and um and james garner at this point was quite a well-known household name he played maverick on tv in the in the late 50s and early 60s and and that was a comedy western and and he's playing a very similar part you know he's because he, he's a very charming affable sort of guy and and uh, that's that's who he's playing in these two movies and so he was very well known for that he'd done a bit of movie work as well 
in the mid 60s he'd been in some fairly well acclaimed movies um mm-hmm. and and so he was but he was a huge star at this time and he was back doing what he did best which was comedy western stuff okay. um, and a wonderful supporting cast as well um and uh the, in the first movie there's a great bit where he gets he, he turns up in the town and, and and they need a new sheriff because their sheriffs keep getting shot and killed and so oh, they need no. a new one and um I mean, it doesn't sound like the greatest uh boots to fill does it yeah yeah well quite but there was they were offering a they were offering a hefty sum of money if of he course. took the part on or something like that so he, he agreed to do it and they gave him the sheriff's badge which has this great big um sort of ding in the middle of it from mm. a bullet and and he said wow he says that must have been lucky for the last sheriff and he goes well it wouldn't have been if it weren't on account of all the other bullets that then hit him oh no <laughs> but, yeah. yeah that one was fine but the rest oh yeah dear. and there's you know in the, the first movie there's so many um classic comedic cinematic moments in it that, that there's there's they use three horses to try to break someone out of jail and they tie the ropes to the three horses and 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 the dim-witted like assailants um you know they 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 kick and go yeah and the horses gallop off and then as soon as the 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 ropes get taut the saddles come off the horses with with the assailants on the saddles and the horses just keep going and they all just flop to the ground oh gosh and then, and then it turned out that um, that the the front of the jail didn't actually have a front because they hadn't built it yet. So the the, the criminal could have just walked out. Um, <laughs> but he said, "No, I was told if I cross that line, he'll kill me." Oh so, gosh! So he just well, stayed behind a line drawn on the floor. It's a fair, you know, yeah. a fair threat. I think. You yeah, know, makes sense. But very funny movies, uh, and and this one, yeah, not as good as the first one, but a mighty fine film nonetheless. So Grand. well worth looking out for. And James Garner, wonderful a charismatic comedy actor who he really knew how to do this sort of thing and uh, and yeah a great cast around him uh, so uh, look look out for that support your local gunfighter 12 20 p.m on uh, the 11th of august on five action that's right okay moving on to saturday well friday night into saturday morning this is at 1 a.m so if you're you know coming in from a, a heavy night out from a big one <laughs> You've been uh, out on a big one, yeah. You know, yeah. this isn't really a, this isn't really that sort of movie because no, it's not. But well, yeah. it's well, fine. It's if, on. If you've got a way of capturing it, if you've got a, a recording device, mm. this might be one to record. Or, or um, also, most of these movies are on several times throughout the week, so it might be a better time when this one's on. Very true. But it's called The Shallows. It is. It's on Film Four, and it's from 2016. Yeah, so a surfer strays into the hunting territory of a great white shark and finds herself stranded on a tiny island a mere 200 yards from the shore. Um, and then with uh, with the deadly aquatic predator between her and the beach and her safe haven slowly disappearing as the tide comes in, she faces a life or death struggle to get safely back to dry land. A thriller starring Blake Lively. Mm. And and this is... This is a wonderful performance from her because for an awful lot of the movie it's just her yeah she's on her own and she's she's stuck and she's so tantalizingly close to the sea to the to the beach yeah but there's the great white shark there and uh and 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 it's a real battle of wheels between her and the shark and mm. and it's i love a good shark movie and i love a good sort of like you know like creature movie mm-hmm but so many of them are just atrocious. You know, you're the, the Sharknadoes. <laughs> I was going to say Sharknadoes. Yeah, and all those sorts of Mega things. Mega shark versus giant octopus. Yeah, 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 and all that nonsense. <laughs> yeah. But but this isn't about a, a super 
monster this is a great white shark a regular great white shark mm-hmm. which are pretty big to be fair yeah 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 oh yeah it'll do you some harm swallow you whole yeah yeah i don't no they won't no no oh. no they're not that big just in jaws okay yeah, yeah. well even then that was yeah i mean it could it, it's a few the bites Meg. It's, yeah yeah that and that's like not real but um but anyway but you know th- this is a great white shark it would certainly do you some bother um yeah. uh, and uh and the way it's done as well it's it's very well acted it doesn't rely upon effects and cgi mm. it, it and the central performance from blake lively who's mrs ryan reynolds isn't she i really don't know i believe she is okay um, well good for them yep yeah. okay well that's nice <laughs> I don't know. All right, I just want to say, you know, what a nice, like, Hollywood couple. Oh, no, yeah, very cute. I don't... Yeah. Sure. It, if we were talking about him, I would have said, you know, Mr. Blake Lively. I no, wasn't no, being, no, I wasn't no, no, I be... wasn't trying to suggest anything. I just right. literally don't know. Okay. And, and so I have nothing to add, I'm afraid. No. All right, great. <laughs> On that specific front. Right. Just looked up the one film, did we, this week? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, given that, like you say, it's just her on, like, a, a boy or whatever trying to escape the shark... Um, yeah, it, it it must have been quite a hard thing to act. There's against, a tiny little you know? sort of like outcrop of rocks that she stood on right. that are just a couple of hundred yards out from the from the oh. the coast, but the tide's coming in, so yeah. she's she's not going to be able to stay on that for much longer. And uh, and and yet, you know, if she tries to get across to the the water, the shark will have her. And um, and Scary. yeah, yeah, and and so and it's just. It's a real psychological thing. It, 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 it's not relying on on lots of shark footage and mm. you know CGI and all of that. It's it's really you know just a very intense movie, and, and it's like her and surviving the the you know s- surviving the the elements. Um, and well, yeah, because f- you're also in the middle of ocean, the ocean, no water, no fresh water. Yeah, I'm yeah. Assuming no food, you know. Yeah, I mean, she's not there very long. I think she's going to get eaten far, you know, way before she dies of starvation or, or thirst. But yeah. but yeah, it's uh, it's it's really good. It's very well done. It, it's this, um, yeah, like I say, it's, it's basically it's her. There are mm. other people in the cast, but it's mainly her, and she carries this wonderfully. Um, and uh, and Blake Lively has been. In she must have been in stuff that you'd have heard of. Um, she was in um, the TV series Gossip Girl. Uh, she was in the Town, no. Ben Affleck movie. Mm-mm. No, Don't know um, that one, Age sorry. of Age of Adeline. Uh-uh. Uh, recently, she was in a film called The Rhythm Section. Nope, that was made by the people who make the James Bond films. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, oh dear, I'm running out of. Uh, well, hopefully, that... the listener is way more uh, versed in Blake Lively, Lively's career than me. Yeah, because that's really bad, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I never watched Gossip Girl, so I'm sure that if you know, if I'd seen that, I'd been like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a film a couple of years back called A Simple Favor that she was in with um, Anna Kendrick. I also know of her, but I have not seen that film. Right? Yeah, no. Okay. I just watched Alien and Aliens over and over, Danny. You must know this. Right. Okay. Um, she, not... she apparently she's seen those movies. Has that, she? That's as close as Great. I think that connection goes. Okay, brilliant. All right. <laughs> oh dear that's just, I don't know how Chris does it anyway um, the he, show. he knows my limitations Danny <laughs> not that you don't because you do I'm but starting like, to see them yeah. <laughs> he's, he knows more day to day what I've seen and what I haven't so. okay alright so he'll know if you know someone <laughs> yeah and, and perhaps often has to remind you that you know someone you yes. say, no I don't know them. yes you do because you've seen other things and then he oh okay I have basically yeah 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 alright anyway that's the shallows um, so that's yeah. why I'm hosting 
not guiding. <laughs> you do guide, though. Yeah, but on stuff I know. <laughs> yeah. 1.55am, so in the wee small hours of Saturday, the 12th of August. Um, maybe one That's to record, right. but mm. very good film. But when when people might be more awake at 11.40... Wait, no, that's still late. <laughs> you, you, you don't think these things through first, do you? I you launch straight I, in. I saw 11.45. But, you know, it's a Saturday. People might be up late on a Saturday. Yeah. At 11.45pm on BBC One, so no ads. That's grand. From 1986, we have a movie called Highlander. Oh, no. The way you just said that, does that mean you don't know this one either? No. What, no, you do know this one, or...? No, I don't know it. Oh, man. So, <laughs> all right. So, Sam, a 16th century Scottish clansman, oh, discovers yeah. he is one of a race of immortal warriors wow. who can only be killed by beheading and who are destined to fight to the death until just one survives. Why? Centuries later, in modern-day New York... Oh, cool. ...he prepares for a final showdown with his deadly, deadliest enemy... Fantasy action adventure starring Christophe Lambert, uh, Sean Connery, Clancy Brown and Roxanne Hart, featuring the music of Queen. Oh, cool. Okay. This was a pretty cool movie when it came out. And it spans different eras. So there's some of it set in 16th century Scotland, which mm. which probably looks a bit like Scotland does today. Um, oh, and then my there's... <laughs> You were worried uh, earlier about getting... Uh, an... That's right. All the Scottish people. They... Uh, they don't know what a podcast is. Uh, anyway, hello Scotland, if you're listening. But yeah, so you've got you've got warring Scottish clans, <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, and and yeah. So it's set in the 16th century, but then it it keeps flashing. I think it starts in New York in in, in well contemporary New York, mm. which now will be 1980s yeah. New York, modern day. But yeah. that's where it was made, and then it flashes back to 16th century Scotland, and then it flashes forward to modern day New York again. Mm-hmm. Then it goes back to um world war Two at one point and then it mm. goes back to um france during the sort of like the the period when they were like chopping off heads and having duels and all that sort of stuff so modern day france <laughs> oh what you did it the french know what a podcast <laughs> is we'll have letters now uh-oh no uh, i do feel bad about that I'm yeah i'll take be, it back they'll be getting angry yeah don't want to I'll take it back. No, they'll, they'll surrender quite quickly. Um, anyway, uh, so, so yeah, so, y- y- you know, it's this, this, and it's fantasy because although it really doesn't play on the fantastical elements of it because there's no explanation given as to how or why they're immortal. Mm. It's just that these people can't, um, they, 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 they can only die by having their heads chopped off. Mm-hmm. So beyond that, so they can, you know, you see him getting like riddled with bullets at one point and he's all right. And then, yeah, and it and it shows how he originally, you know, in a in a in a warring battle in sixteenth century Scotland, he gets he gets murdered on the battlefield, but then comes back. Yeah, and so then they all think he's some sort of you know it's something unnatural. It's mm. it's something you know. Well, obviously it's something unnatural, but well, you know, it, they they think he's some in some way demonic or you know he's of the devil, and they they shun him from his community, his family. They don't want to know him anymore, and. Aww. And and then also one of the tragic things of this movie is the love story element of it, mm-hmm. because on a couple of occasions he falls in love, Aww. but he can't age. No. So he he has to then watch the woman he loves grow old and die, and then and then it's like Captain America all over again. Yeah, kind of. But but yeah. So this guy can't. <laughs> so so when you see him in modern day New York, you realise he's like several hundred years old mm. now. Um, but but along the way, as he's discovering who he is back in the 16th century elements, he comes across um, a Spaniard played by Sean Connery. 
So, no. So what you've got here as well, <laughs> right, get your head around this. You, you've got Christophe Lambert, a French actor, playing Scottish uh, Connor MacLeod right. of the clan MacLeod. Yeah. And then you've got um, Sean Connery. How old is Sean Connery at this time? Approx. Uh, what do you mean? What as the act? The actor, yeah, Sean the Connery. actor. How old was he roughly? Like could he not? Yeah, could he not have been the younger? No, he's a, he was an old man by oh, okay. or an older man by Never then. Mind. He was in his. He would have been. Uh, I guess he would have been in his late fifties at this point. Okay, but yeah, he plays Ramirez. The, the, so so they got a, a Scot playing a Spaniard, yeah. and a Frenchman playing a Scotsman. I mean, if they can do the accent, then fine. Yeah, I just. And then also in it is Clancy Brown. Do you know who that is? No. Why am I thinking he might have a connection to aliens? Um, I don't know. But but Clancy Brown has been in an awful lot of movies over the years. Often, are you seen Starship Troopers? I have, but not for a very long time. Okay. Um, he played the sergeant in that. And, uh, he, Shawshank? Yeah, he was in Shawshank, Nightmare on Elm Street. He's done... Oh, I think that's the modern Nightmare on Elm Street. But yeah, he was in Shawshank. He was the... the, the Chief Warden bloke. Oh, yeah, Meanie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but in this he plays a villain. Because the other thing with these immortals in, in Highlander is that they they are drawn to one another. And when they they battle mm-hmm. and they, they, they have sword fights because it's only swords that can kill, kill them, um, sure. when, when they chop off the head of, of another immortal, suddenly you see all these sort of like, um, like sort of fireworks and, and thunder and lightning stuff that all like comes out of their... Their, their decapitated like oh. necks and, and then and then it goes like shoot this lightning sort of shoots up in the air and then goes down into the next one and the, ne- and the one who's won becomes more powerful oh. and they all get drawn together until there can be only one which oh was the, the the catch line of the movie that's horrible like can't they just work together well yes so so a lot of them do and they, they 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 do they but, do try to just sort of get on and live and yeah. not be drawn to one another and yeah. they don't want to to do that because they're not all evil and bad okay but 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 yeah it, it, but increasingly the the the, the, the big villain one ones. played by clancy brown is going around and and killing mm. the others okay and but sean connery's character who's only in the uh, the ancient bits um is then training him to be like teaching him how to use his his abilities and how to right. how to become a master with the sword which he needs to be mm-hmm. um, but cool the soundtrack is wonderful. Um, it, a kind of magic, one vision. Uh, there's loads of Queen songs that okay. were used in it, and that were all written for the movie. Ooh. Uh, and um, yeah, so uh, well, it, it seems like a big gap in my uh, film watching. Yeah. Now the other thing with these films is that it spawned loads of sequels. Okay. That were atrocious. Of course. And don't watch them. Okay. And there was a long-running TV series as well because then they, they developed the mythology of, of this and then they in the second movie they, they, they said that they were actually aliens that had come down to the planet. Uh, see... But it contradicts the first movie already because at the beginning of the first movie he doesn't know what he is. Yeah. And in, in, then in the second movie they show him and Sean Connery on an alien ship and they're about to be sent down to, to Earth and no. you think it doesn't really work. Like you just sometimes you just don't need to know. Sometimes it can just be. Yeah. And it's like when they made Prometheus, <laughs> which just ruined everything before it. Like we didn't, we don't need to know the origin of X, Y, and Z when it comes to the alien universe. Like just leave it. Just leave it be. Yeah. Or do it better, because it was terrible. 
Yeah, so avoid Highlander 2, The Quickening. And the subsequent... Is it actually called The Quickening? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. And then the subsequent Highlander movies were... They ignored the second one. Right. Um, and then there's a TV series. And the TV series had Christophe Lambert in the um, in the pilot episode. But then it turns out he has a never-before-referred-to cousin who's also immortal. Okay. And then the TV series followed the cousin. Right. Uh, and so he was... He Sounds was, like a neighbour's uh, plotline. Yeah. Oh, look, a new family member we never heard yeah. of. So he was Connor McLeod of the clan McLeod, and then his cousin was Duncan McLeod. Of course of he the, was. Uh, played by um, an English actor, Adrian Paul, who then played him on TV for a number of years. And then they did occasional sort of spin-off movies of the TV series, of which they right. often brought back Christophe Lambert okay. in it. Well, if people were making, you know, if they were having some getting paid, then there grand. are there are fans of this, and that you yeah. know, conventions and stuff will have actors from this series now in it. But no, the first movie was wonderful; it was a great movie, and would have been more of a classic if it weren't for the subsequent ones that ruined it. Well, we can just take it as it is on its own. I think, therefore, yeah, why not? Um, That's fine. And. Uh, yeah, and apparently Sean Connery, who's quite a main part in it, was only available for a week of filming, so they had to shoot all of his scenes in a week. Uh-oh. And he had a bet with the director, Russell Mulcahy, that um, they wouldn't finish it in a week. But but Mulcahy won the bet because they did it, and he got $1 million for a week's work. Wow. He made it work. Yeah. Um, uh, gosh, a million dollars. Gosh. Yeah. I wouldn't have got out of bed for that, personally. But, no, you know, it's not worth it, is it? No. You get paid more doing this, isn't it? Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but the, the director as well, he started out doing um, music videos. Okay. And this has a look of an 80s music video sure. a little bit. Um, and I then, love that. Uh, yeah, and, and, and then he, he did uh, Highlander, and, and he did the sequel as well, I'm guessing just because of the, the money. Mm. Um, he directed a Resident Evil movie. Which one? Uh 27 I think it was Resident Evil 27 uh-huh. Ex- Extinction Extinction uh, well I have seen all of them but no. I can't I don't know which one that so why'd you is. just ask me which one if you well it, I was more interested to know if it was the first one or not oh, uh, and if it wasn't then nah it doesn't matter you're out <laughs> I'm out I have seen them all though but yeah they're uh, they don't have Michelle Rodriguez in them as much so it's a bit of a shame really oh right well, isn't it Miller Jovovich isn't yeah. she the I mean yeah she's just good isn't it yeah isn't she like in all of them yeah she's in all of them but just not a bigger fan uh, sure I mean uh, I like her plenty okay um, yeah so um, so some of um, Duran Duran's big 80s videos uh, this guy directed oh, okay. and he also directed although it was tied in with the movie but he directed some of Queen's videos so yeah. a kind of the, the video for A Kind of Magic um, was, was him who directed that but that's because they used the song in the in the movie. That's pretty um, cool. I'm just looking down at the other things he directed. It's not a lot that you would um, necessarily be aware of because, mm. like, you wouldn't have oh, heard of me. No. Yeah, um, no, I like that though. That I didn't. I've heard those songs so many times, but I hadn't appreciated that they were uh, like made. You know, because I know obviously they did like the Flash. Yeah, yeah, they, not they did the soundtrack. Yeah, no, no, no for Flash. Flash Gordon. Yeah, Flash yeah, Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, the Flash, no, no, yeah. Flash. Yeah, and they did the yeah for that, but I didn't. I hadn't appreciated this this okay. connection. So. Well, uh, there you go. But it's it's a good movie. It's a good. It's a it's a fantasy. Um, lots of sword wielding in it, and uh, and yeah, it's sort of. The, 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 the contrast between you know the fact that the fact that they're wielding ancient swords mm-hmm. but in modern day New York at night and it's all rainy and it all looks very stylized and and yeah and it, it's 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 good and and yeah it's uh, uh, do you know the Queen song who wants to live forever very sad yeah. Queen song well yeah. that's 
the premise of the movie. Ah. Who wants to live? Because you know he's he's sort of like yearning to not have to outlive the of woman course. he's fallen in love with, and it's yeah. so sad. And there's a bit at the end, and you really feel tearful, Aww. where he knows he's gonna. But if he becomes the only one, which mm. is the other reason why they all are killing each other, then he can die. <gasps> he can live to an old age and die. But but for as long as he's not the only one, he's still immortal. So, so if he if if they do manage to kill if if they can be the last one, yeah. they they get the the prize almost is that they can die of old age. Okay, okay, <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I like it still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a way, you don't want to overthink it, no. but I think you'd love it. I <laughs> cool. think I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah, no, I think I would. Okay. I'm, I'm excited. I'll yeah. be staying up late on Saturday night. <laughs> sure, you will. Uh, yeah, gaming. Yeah. Okay. Playing Gran Turismo, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's Saturday the twelfth of August, eleven forty five PM on BBC One Highlander. Okay, and this one is also on late at eleven thirty PM. I read ahead. <laughs> oh well they do this, you see, they put the good movies on late. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Like loads of the ones I want to pick are normally at like one AM and stuff. I'm like, oh come on. Uh, but yes, yeah, Sunday the 13th of August on uh, BBC One, 11.30pm, a 1991 film called Cape Fear. The way you just said called Cape Fear m- makes me realise now you don't know this one either, do you? I've heard of it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Okay, so this is a remake of the 1962 movie Cape Fear, which starred Gregory Peck and Robert Mitchum. And this movie, rather cleverly, um, it has them in it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, little cameos yeah 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 you've got in there um, uh, so so anyway th- th- this movie isn't um, uh, so, so th- this is a this isn't really connected to the previous one it is a remake it's not, yeah. a, it's not a sequel or anything else uh, but uh, but this one was probably the one of those examples sometimes of a remake being better than the original so this was directed by Martin Scorsese which I mean, you he, must have heard of. I have. Right. He's done a lot of good films. Yeah, he has. Mm. Um, Goodfellas has been one of his. I haven't seen that one. No, of course you, of course you haven't. <laughs> I don't like mob. I don't like mob and mafia stuff though. Okay, this isn't mob or mafia, but yeah. this is Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese. Great. But this is a psychological thriller, almost horror. So. Yeah. Well, I would like. Yeah, I would like okay. that. So, a psychopathic rapist is released from prison. It's not a rom-com. Is released from prison after 14 years and plots revenge on the defence attorney he blames for his imprisonment, mm. subjecting the lawyer and his family to a terrifying campaign of intimidation. He uses his knowledge of the law to stay untouchable. Okay. Martin Scorsese's thriller remake starring Robert De Niro, uh, Nick Nolte, Jessica Lange and Juliette Lewis with cameo appearances by Gregory Peck, Robert Mitchum and Martin Balsam who all appeared in the original Nice. And um, Robert De Niro transformed himself for this part. He put on so much muscle and he oh, built wow. his he, he built his physique up to be be more intimidating. Okay. And um, and and there's some some footage of of him with all these tattoos all over his body, all these like prison tattoos that he's had done, and mm-hmm. and and he just looks terrifying. And Nick Nolte is a big actor. He's a big guy, and in other movies he he would play like the muscle, but right. in this they make him. The, 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 the defence attorney, the, the weaker one, and De Niro's the strong one. Oh. And yet you do believe that De, Niro, De Niro's terrifying in this movie. He's absolutely psychotic and he's terrifying. And, um, and, and he terrifies this family. And, and uh, yeah, Jessica Lang plays uh, Nick Nolte's wife and Juliette Lewis plays the daughter. And they are... They, 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 it's so well cast. You know, everyone puts in a dynamite performance. Uh, and and what's also clever is in the original movie it was 
Robert Mitchum, who played the character that Robert De Niro is now playing, mm-hmm. uh, and Gregory Peck was the the mild mannered lawyer, and it they've sort of switched them around in this movie that the, the two old actors yeah. are now on either side so uh-huh. so Robert Mitchum is actually helping out the, the family and Gregory Peck is some kind of ally of um, Robert De Niro's character they only have small parts in this yeah. but but they did switch sides oh, as okay. to, to, quite fun yeah um, so yeah Martin Scorsese and, and, and showing as well what a wonderful director he is as well you know and if you saw Shutter Island and the, the sort yes. of the intensity the DiCaprio right yeah and, yeah. and this you know Cape Fear has all of that plus more uh, Robert De Niro was nominated for Best Actor for this and uh, Juliette Lewis was nominated for Best Supporting Actress oh brilliant uh, and, and it got um, other awards as well along the way but a real powerful performance from De Niro who is absolutely terrifying in this movie and uh, you, you, you like a good horror so yeah. I don't know whether this would be. It's no. not. This isn't. This is a thriller. Yeah. But it's it's quite scary in places. I think. Yeah, but sometimes like the line of thriller and horror can be quite blurred because, like, have you seen the game? Yeah. Um. Michael Douglas. Yes. See, I see. I know some stuff. Sh- Danny. Sean Penn. <laughs> sure. I could, I wouldn't have gotten to that. Right. But like that to me, obviously, I don't want to like ruin it because it is a very good premise and everything yeah but that to me is more scary than like alien because that is the kind of thing could, that could happen in real life like this is the kind of thing that could happen in real life Kate Fear horror, so. horror and thriller I think are very subjective terms of course because you can find a lot of things horrifying you know you might well find the new Barbie movie horrifying um, <laughs> if you're of a certain sort yeah, yeah yeah you know the, the, there's you know horror is a subjective thing being yeah. thrilled is, is is slightly less subjective you know mm. so um, but but yeah, th- this um, th- this movie it, and it's also some of the passive aggressive ways that Robert De Niro uses to terrify his assailant because he does things that are not illegal and so right. you know that Horror, yeah, yeah th- there's a bit where he's sat in front of him in the cinema and he's just being very loud and and oh. he's he's disturbing you know yeah the, him and everyone else gosh yeah yeah um, but uh, rain but, it in guy yeah. But it's it's very good. It's very well done, and um, and yeah, the, the Robert De Niro. Like you see a bit where he's in prison and he's doing all of his his, his chin ups and he's doing all of his like, and he just you know, there's just something about him. He looks big and imposing and uh-huh. terrifying. Ooh, um, okay. And and yeah, Jessica Lang is wonderful as as the as the wife of Nick Nolte's character as well. Grand. So, really well worth looking out for okay um, well easy easily done because yeah. it's right here on the list there you go cape fear uh sunday eleven thirty p.m 13th of august bbc one excellent well this one is one i also have not seen but i know you probably have read all the books that it's based on i'm assuming yeah you've not seen any of these films have you uh let's scroll down uh yeah um no probably not (laughs) (laughs) nor heard of anybody in them no probably not (laughs) okay so so the next what give us the give us the deets on the next one so a 2011 movie called the lincoln lawyer is on on tuesday the 15th of august at 9 p.m on film four right so um this uh for those who who have netflix will know that the lincoln lawyer is now quite an acclaimed tv series that they have which is also based on the books that this movie is based on but right. they're, they're but they're based on different books so the lincoln lawyer the movie that we're about to talk about was based on the first novel featuring the character mickey huller uh, and uh, the book was called the lincoln lawyer and then the subsequent books that i think there are now five or six of these books okay. and um they 
uh, the, the, the the TV series ha- is using the other books to, to um, you know, um, with, with their stories. So it they're, not, c- they're trying not to like overlap too much. Yeah, so I guess. It arguably could be the same world, even though it's yeah. different actors playing the characters. Okay. Uh, but uh, but yes, so so they've not referred to the events of the first movie mm-hmm. in the TV series. They've they've steered Maybe clear of it. Maybe there's some licensing. Possibly, yeah. Something like that yeah. as well. Now the other thing that, that that some people might be interested in is there's a there's a rather popular TV series on on Amazon as well and, and I think it's on Amazon Freebie now uh, Bosch, which yep. is a, a cop thing, and in the literary world, Bosch and Mickey Huller are brothers, okay. or they're half brothers. Okay. And and also Mickey Huller for the first the first couple of books didn't know that. That the LAPD cop Bosch was his brother, oh, was his half brother, but, but Bosch knew. knew. Oh my gosh! Bosch is older, and he knows that that he's because Bosch eventually finds out who his father is, uh-huh. and finds out his father was a defense attorney whose son is the defense attorney Mickey Haller. But what he had to like see him every day? No, because the defense attorney oh, and okay. and cop they don't cross they don't paths, cross and they're the they're, on, they're bitter enemies really because you know defense attorneys get off all the criminals that the cops put away. I mean, yeah, still orcs though, isn't it? Oh yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, so if you if you if you enjoy the world of Bosch, if you've enjoyed any of the and all the novels are by Michael Connolly, if you've enjoyed any of that stuff, then then this is a movie for you. It's a great legal thriller as well. I, I love a courtroom drama. I, I think, you know, films like A Few Good Men, um, a lot of the John Grisham adaptations that have been done, The Firm and, and um, The Pelican Brief and A Time to Kill. Time to Kill also with Matthew McConaughey playing a lawyer. I mean, Matthew McConaughey is, is good. I think he's a wonder- you know, he's wonderful. He's done so many good things. And he started out as a, as a rom-com actor. He started out as yeah. being the, 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 the pretty boy in, in, you know, rom-coms and then managed to start making films that showed he had a bit of depth to him you know he could do other things and this is a great example of 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 his his um acting chops so the story is it's about a cynical lawyer who operates out of his car this is why he's the lincoln lawyer it's not because he's from the place up in lincolnshire oh, okay. um yeah so he or like related to abraham lincoln uh, no but but he he <laughs> he um he he doesn't have a law office he operates at the back of his lincoln car uh because um it's he he deals with with basically low lifes all day long and he has to drive around all the different courts in LA and all the courts are all over LA and so he's continually on the road going from one court to the next court and then back to another court and they're not all they're they're not together by any means so and and so in it they set up the premise that it's easy for him to not have an office and he simply sits in the back of his Lincoln car and and he has a driver and and he's he's doing all of his stuff on his phone and his laptop and he operates at the back of the car it kind like in a way it kind of makes sense yeah you know yeah but anyway this cynical lawyer who operates out of his car takes on the profitable case of defending a rich man accused of rape However, he begins to suspect his client may be guilty of not only this attack, but an earlier rape case for which another man is currently in prison. Ah. And so it's, it's an interesting setup, an interesting mm. premise, and a cracking cast. You've got Matthew McConaughey, Melissa, uh, Marissa Tomei? No. Uh, she, Aunt May in Spider-Man, she's the, the hot aunt in the Robert oh. Downey Jr. era Spider-Man, you know, the Tom okay. Holland. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, she, she, she won an Oscar, I don't think for this, but for an earlier role. Um, okay. She was, yeah, she was in a film called My Cousin Vinny with Joe mm. Pesci, and she won an Oscar for that. Oh, well, but, good, yeah. good for her. Marissa well Tomei. Ryan Philippe? I have, yes, of uh, Cruel Intentions. That's and, him, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen he, that He many plays times. The, the rich man accused of rape, and he is brilliant. I mean, that's, basically it's not 
he doesn't there's no rape so, in that not a, ma- not a massive stretch to go from being the entitled privileged white rich in boy in cruel intentions, intentions to, to this, this. Yeah. no absolutely no, even no. though it was like 10 years earlier but yeah. whatever and William H. Macy I've heard of him but I can't if you googled him, him now you'd go yeah. him oh hit. Well, okay well I can check that you, fast obviously you might not but some people well no because I um, don't William, recognize William H. Face. Macy is a is a remarkable character actor who has done so many different things over the years. Okay, I do have a vague record. Yes, his face is quite uh, unique, I suppose. Yeah, he was he was the guy who starred in Fargo, the film Fargo. If you ever saw that, I don't think so. Uh, he was um, one of the main parts in Boogie Nights. Uh, he was uh, in America. He was the in the American version of Shameless on TV. Oh, yeah, I'm he, seeing that here. Yeah, um, he's done with a so- still. Yeah, he's done so many things over the years. And he's very, very good um, supporting sort of character actor. Mm. Uh, and he's very good in this as well. Uh, so it's got this wonderful cast. It's a great story. It, it, it's very well um, directed with, with, with a lot of pace. And you're really drawn into it. And the real shame of it is when you get to the end of the movie, and there's a conclusion and it it's all ends neatly, but you you fall in love with this world that has been created. Um, yeah. uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey's character has two ex-wives, but he gets on both well with both of them. And one is, one is um, uh, a, a, a prosecuting attorney. She's like the, the local DA. And, and the other one um, used to be work in his office or be his secretary or something or other. Mm-hmm. But, but he, he has this sort of weird, like, functional network you know and he's got it uh, and, yeah and you you'd, and, and at the time Matthew McConaughey was, was, was doing a lot of press saying about like you know he's really enjoying playing the part and he'll be doing sequels and subsequent parts um, you know that, that they, they will carry these on okay. but but for whatever reason they never did just, a follow up to it well given that the source material's there right like, well yeah you books. thought oh yeah they, you know they're bound to, this film was quite a successful film and yeah. it's very critically acclaimed and, and yet for whatever reason they never got around to making a sequel and, and he had publicly said on a lot of instances he'd love to come back to it that's and, a shame and then with the with the success of the Bosch TV series people mm. thought ah oh, maybe they'll bring because in some of the books they worked together so some books there's merely a mention of the other person sure. but they're not part of the plot but others that they were books featuring both of them and they do eventually discover each other and mm-hmm. and, and yeah it, it's you just sort of thinking oh wow that was so great Titus Welliver the guy who plays Bosch on TV and Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. but then I guess it's all money but Netflix bought the rights to the the, the, the Lincoln Lawyer series and um, because that's Netflix and the other one's on Amazon, they weren't going to do it together. No. So they've created a separate world now. And there's a new actor playing the, the character, Mickey Harla, who's very good, but it's not Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's a shame when it just it comes down to like these sort of like lines of... Well, it's money. Yeah. It's it's and we, of course it's business. It's show business. Yeah. There's the clues in the, the clues in the title. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, you know when you look at it from like an artistic point of view, or you look at it from you know an audience point of view. Yeah, exactly. You know the audiences would have loved to have seen. I'm sure would have loved to have seen him playing playing it more. Would have loved to have seen it tied up with the TV series, which is still ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, but now because of this, that it won't in the future either. They won't tie up because they're now on rival networks. Yeah, but then Spider-Man got introduced and they eventually got the rights from Sony. Yeah, only because they bought, Amazon bought Sony. So oh. so unless Amazon <laughs> then buy Netflix, which is not beyond all Amazon's I mean, possibility. you never know. You never know. You never know. Um, but, but yeah, they bought them. Okay, well, that, I don't know. Okay. So, okay, well, here's a good place to start and end your uh, Lincoln Lawyer film 
adaptation film stuff. Yeah. Cool. So <laughs> that was 9pm uh, Tuesday the 15th of August on Film 4. Uh, and uh, the next film, um, yes, I also don't know, and originally thought you meant like Unbreakable, which I have seen, which is a, no, a different film, um, and not from 1987. This is on Wednesday the 16th of August at 1.40am... So it's so, technically still a Tuesday night film, but so I haven't watch, got a film for Wednesday, so this is Wednesday. Sure. So if you're watching The Lincoln Lawyer and then you're buzzed from that yeah. and you stay awake long enough. Yeah, give give it like an hour and a half after <laughs> The Lincoln Lawyer finishes and if you're still Go for a run, for I don't know. Film. Yeah. Then you can watch the 1987 movie The Untouchables, who's featuring a few people who we've already spoken about, Robert De Niro and Sean Connery, for example. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Returns and, for uh, both of them. Andy Garcia, who plays Spider-Man? You must Spider-Man? have heard of... What? No. <laughs> Andrew Garcia... Isn't Andrew that... Garfield. Garfield, okay. I mean, uh, they get confused <laughs> with each other all the time. <laughs> It was close, and not they? Really what more do you want couldn't have been more close. There's about 40 years between them, and Andrew Garfield's English and Andy Garcia's not. Okay. But uh, anyway, <laughs> The Untouchables is a movie that is new to Sam, but, but given the number of Oscars it won, it might be known to one or two. I think I've heard of it. Yeah. So, uh, incorruptible federal agent Elliot Ness is assigned the task of fighting organised crime in Prohibition-era Chicago and bringing the notorious crime boss Al Capone to justice. So these were real people. Mm. Al Capone was a real figure, so was Elliot Ness. Um, Aware that crooked police are undermining his investigations, he puts together his own elite squad to take on the mob. Brian De Palma's crime thriller with Kevin Costner, Robert De Niro, Andy Garcia and Sean Connery, who won an Oscar for his performance. Very cool. And uh, it's a, if you've not seen it, it is a cracking movie. Um, it It is sort of, you know, you're saying, oh, you don't really like mafia crime things. Nah. It, it's not quite one of those because yeah. it's not telling it from the point of view of the criminals. Okay. Because Al Capone is the guy being chased and it's telling it from the point of view of the um, federal agent and and the team he builds and okay. how he builds it. So, um, and and also this is a very early part for for Kevin Costner. This is possibly his first leading role, uh, and and so a very young Kevin Costner who shows what he's got because he's there up you know acting alongside you know a, a career defining performance from Sean Connery, you know, Robert De Niro doing his thing, and Robert De Niro's not in it much. The Al Capone only features in it a, a little bit, but but um, I believe he got nominated for that part as well. Does he also play Al Pacino? No, wait, Al Pacino is, is a real another person. actor. Yeah. Does do either of them also play Al Capone? No. Okay, never mind. Um, but, but they often play very similar yeah. parts. Uh, but yes, yeah, so, so this film won an Oscar for Sean Connery. It was also nominated for a few others, including for the music. It's got a beautiful score by Ennio Morricone, oh, uh, cool. who famous for, you've never really heard of him, but The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. And the, the, I've heard that. Yeah. That's right. And unfortunately, that. that's nowhere near close enough for us to get sued, so we're all right for that. Well, exactly. But, but yes, that one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Sean Connery kept that's getting. While I, that's why I was off key. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Sean Connery uh, in this is uh, is wonderful. He puts in a wonderful performance, playing an Irish cop with a Scottish accent. Close enough. Like he played a Spaniard in the earlier yeah, movie with, with a Scottish, Scottish accent. accent. He also uh-huh. went on to play a Russian submarine commander with a Scottish accent. Wait, I know that one. No, I've forgotten. Hunt for Red October. Oh yeah, no, I haven't seen that either. No, of course, of course not. <laughs> of course not. 
Uh, but yeah, Brian De Palma directed this, and uh, he he is a, a, a wonderful um, director who had done some cracking um, thrillers in the early eighties. Uh, Body Double and Dress to Kill were two of his early movies that were were really really good. He, he subsequently went on to direct a movie with Nicolas Cage, Snake Eyes, that that was quite good. Mm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, um, Carlito's Way. He directed. Heard of it. Okay. Mission Impossible. Seen that. The Which first one? one. Oh, good. Yeah, that yeah. was a good one. That. Brian De Palma yeah, directed I that liked one. That. Yeah. Don't watch the second one. That's terrible. Then go, just Ooh. skip it. No. Mission, Mission to Mars. That sounds like your sort of thing. It probably is, but... He directed that no, from the year 2000? I haven't seen it. Have you not? No. Oh, I don't, I don't know Mission Impossible. D- let me just clarify. He went with Mission movies. Yeah, Mission Impossible, I Mission to Mars. I liked all of them. Number two was terrible, though. Don't just literally, you don't need to see it. Just skip it see, and go to three. Stylistically, I thought number two was one of the best. What? John Woo, all the slow mo yeah, stuff. Not that part. The storyline is terrible. Yeah, they, they don't. The stories don't matter in the Mission <sighs> Impossible movies. All right. No one pays attention. Uh, okay, um, but anyway, that is true. To be fair, they yeah. could actually all be the same yeah, film, yeah. and Hayley Atwell's in the recent one, so yeah. that's all that matters, really. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Brian De Palma, claimed um, the director. There's a wonderful sequence toward the end of the movie um, set at um, Chicago's. Is it Grand Central Station? Is it called? There's a there's a very old train station in Chicago. It's very Art Deco, and I mean, there's one in New York called Grand Central. Or is it that one? Have I got it? No. I, anyway, oh, I don't know about Chicago. Because so. th- this is set in Chicago. Yeah, so it wouldn't make and, sense. And and uh, but anyway, it's it's at there's a scene at this very old, very Art Deco train station. Yeah. And it's all in slow motion. And there's 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 like villains coming down the stairs. There's the good guys coming up the stairs. And there's a woman with a pram at the top of the stairs and then in the kerfuffle of guns oh being drawn she lets go of the pram and it starts coming down the stairs in slow motion and you see it slowly bouncing from step to step and then and then you see various like you know chicanery going on with the good guys who are diving in the way of bullets and diving to kind of grab the the, the, the pram and save the baby and and it's this beautiful sequence that yeah. that, that is most memorable but uh, cool. but, but yeah, um, wonderful movie showing the good guys beating the gangsters, and uh, David Bamet wrote the um, wrote the screenplay as well. Uh, okay. Very acclaimed um, screenwriter, um, and, but who obviously never heard of either. No, so I mean what? there is a massive Grand Central Station in Chicago that's got a big clock tower on it. If that's yeah, if that sounds familiar. Yeah, that's probably it um, then because um, yeah, they it filmed it at cool. this at this very iconic looking thing and and yeah and the the costumes as well it was set in the 30s and and mm-hmm. you know the the suits that they that they wore you know the, the the way they look everything about it it just it just oozed style you know the the the, the evocative 30s era that they've set the prohibition which which for those who don't know sam i guess is when they didn't allow alcohol they banned the alcohol in yeah, america i'm sure that worked really well. well well no it didn't at all and you weren't allowed to drink and so a lot of the gangsters were all running alcohol you know of course. They, they all had these like speakeasies where you could go in the back room and you could have a drink and mm. and you know and but then the police came and raided them and then nicked all the booze themselves and then they were having a good old drink yeah right exactly yeah, yeah. so they tried to outlaw out of drinking in america for a little while and they, and they call that era prohibition yeah um, no, it but, was a terrible idea. I mean, some states are still dry in America. Yeah. Or some counties within states. I was going to say, I think you might find it's the Rather than the county. whole state, yeah. yeah. But, you know. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, The Untouchables, a classic, classic movie. Wonderful film. Well, well I hope you're adding these to a list, Sam, that you're going to oh, like, yeah, educate course. yourself. Because these are, these are defining movies. 
Uh, and I mean, you've you've had a good week. Like when I have to pick my week, it's like there's now and there's the there's Sharknado versus Mega Octopus and all that, and that's it. Yeah, but you consider those classics. You, that, that's like your Untouchables, isn't it? <laughs> um, give me a bit more credit, I think. <laughs> no. Okay. Anyway, that's uh, Wednesday, the sixteenth of August, one forty a.m. on film for the Untouchables. Indeed it is. And finally, we have a movie, a much more recent movie, but yes, I still have not seen it, uh, from 2019 on Thursday, the 17th of August at 10pm on BBC Three. It's called 21 Bridges. Yeah, so this is also on earlier in the week on BBC One, but okay. but I didn't have a Thursday movie, so I, I picked the BBC Three showing of this. Perfect. So 21 Bridges, the main thing that standard, stood out for me, because I don't remember much about the movie, mm-hmm. but um, Chadwick Boseman stars in it. He's very, very good. Yeah. You know, he's, he's an actor who was taken from us sort of, you know, way too soon. Way too soon. Of course. Yeah, and, and a great actor. And there was a very much a very tense feeling in this. This is all set over one evening, if I remember rightly. And it's, um, and the, the premise, it says here, thrust into a citywide manhunt for a, pe- for a pair of cop killers, NYPD detective Andre Davis begins to uncover a massive conspiracy that links his fellow police officers to a criminal empire. During the manhunt, Manhattan is completely locked down for the first time in its history, with no exit or entry to the island, including the closure of all 21 bridges, hence mm. its name. Oh, cool. Uh, and uh, it's Chadwick Boseman, Sienna Miller and J.K. Simmons. And, and it really is a cracking little thriller and uh, the, the the intensity with it with, you know they're on this island and no one can get in no one can get out yeah. and and it turns out that the cops might be complicit in this crime and he's the the one so he's not only battling the criminals but he's also then doesn't know who he can trust in the police and it, it's it, it's a good film yeah i mean i've been to manhattan and it's a big place so i know obviously shutting off exit and then but you know there is literally probably a billion places you could hide yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) it's it's not a small island (laughs) it's not gonna be you know you're not just like searching around the isle of Wight or something yeah um (laughs) but yeah i mean obviously leads to a lot of interest i'm not really not sure if that's a fair comparison because the isle of Wight (laughs) might be bigger than manhattan really no what how small do you think the isle of Wight is like isn't it like 21 miles across yeah but how, how how big or small do you think manhattan is like a thousand miles i don't know yeah oh, <laughs> oh okay. no i'm gonna have to google this one. yeah yeah we... all right okay so manhattan is roughly 13.4 miles long and, and you like, said that the isle of Wight is about 20 something miles yeah like 20 23 something so, like that so so possibly twice the size of manhattan 13 miles 20, is 22.5 right <laughs> so it's not like it's as big as <laughs> <laughs> wow, so it's not like it's as small as the Isle of Wight. Should we okay. try and change that to it's not quite as big as the Isle of Wight? Well, if I edit that later, will that no, make it? No, don't bother editing it. It's just it's more okay. So the Isle of Wight, a lot more open space is all I was thinking. Manhattan, full of many buildings, which you can hide in every single. Office. Manhattan is a dense metropolis. Yeah. Yes, and much smaller than, much bigger than the Isle of Wight. Obviously, no, half the size of the Isle of Wight is what we established. <laughs> it's the hill I'm going to die on, Danny. <laughs> Anyway, 21 Bridges uh, is on the 17th of August, 10pm on BBC Three. It is indeed. Well, thank you so much for this journey, Danny. Um, I've, it's been a pleasure to host It's with been you something else. <laughs> this week. And I hope you enjoyed putting together a few uh, choices there, because I know, um, obviously, you don't get to do it too often. Uh, so, no, thank you so much for all those, those very interesting uh, dives into all those movies. And... Um, You'll be here again next week with Max. 
and then uh, hopefully we'll we'll find Chris. Uh, we'll dig him out of the bin that wherever he went, and um, he'll host with me the week after. Uh, I just have a newfound appreciation for Chris now. I'll say. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Sam. You're welcome, and thank you, listener, for listening. And take care, and we'll see you again soon.